you want to be successful? Do you want to grow your business? Do you want to dominate the day? Then you're going to need Big Skip Energy. Brian, welcome to the Big Skip Energy Podcast. How you doing, man? I am doing awesome. Super excited to be here with you guys. Yeah, we are excited to have you. So before we get into our conversation, which I know the listeners will find riveting, we must first let you introduce yourself. Awesome. So I'm Brian View, President and Chief Operating Officer of FinLocker. So in case anybody's not familiar with FinLocker, I'll give you the opportunity to just do a essentially a shameless plug. I think what we're going to talk about on this podcast episode, there's a lot of parallels with what we do at FinLocker. So we built a consumer financial fitness and homeownership app. And so we help consumers understand where they are in terms of readiness for being successful at applying for a mortgage. So we're not a pre-approval engine. We're not a pre-qualification engine. I like to think we're an education and confidence platform that helps early journey home buyer consumers. You could call them millennials, Gen Z, first-time home buyers if you want. Uh, but we help those folks get to a place where they feel confident when they're ready to apply. And the, the real secret sauce, I think this will be interesting for your audience, is we're not a direct-to-consumer product. We partner with lenders, banks, and credit unions to make this product available as a white-label solution for those institutions and their mortgage advisors to engage with their prospects and customers. So we become an extension of the mortgage advisor from a technology perspective. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so, oddly enough, that does segue well into our conversation. <laughs> so, Brian, one of the biggest things I think that, that we're seeing, and I mentioned this to you before we started started actually recording, was that it seems to be kind of a running theme this season with a lot of the people I'm talking to, and frankly, not just in mortgage and real estate, but in other industries too, that educating and empowering the consumer is what the real difference maker is when it comes to being a successful originator salesperson. And a lot of people struggle with that. Why, why do you think that so many originators struggle to, to, to really provide that content themselves or on their own? Oh, wow. that, Lo- loaded question. I never loaded question. But yes. well, the good news for me is that the loan officers, and I, and I differentiate between a loan officer and a mortgage advisor. Mm-hmm. The loan officers I'm about to offend aren't going to sign up for my product anyway. So. No. My, my opinion is there's a big population of loan officers who have no idea how to originate in a truly purchase-oriented, purchase-focused environment. Mm-hmm. A lot of people came into this business and loans were falling off of trees. It was an order-taking business and we're not in that space anymore. No, uh, to say the least. We probably will not be in that space at any kind of scale the way we've been in the past anytime soon. So I think a lot of those transaction-oriented loan officers are either exited or circling the drain right now for an exit. The winners tomorrow will be what I call the next generation mortgage advisor that understands that in order to serve the next generation home buyer, it's all about education. It's all about build your they're not going to your company brand, they're, co- they're going to you and your personal brand. And I think that's why the things that Kayla does and that others are doing in the social space is so critical right now 
Very much so. At the individual level. And I actually think there's a race to this hyper-local experience. And, and we can kind of go deeper into that as well. But I, th I think it's all about those that are going to be successful in this business going forward, understand that this is a, a relationship business and you're going to have to carry a pipeline longer than you've ever had to carry a pipeline before for all kinds of reasons. And nurture that pipeline. It can't, you can't That's just right. say, hey, I'm going to follow up with you in six months. No, man, you've got yep. to be able to, to keep it going. Um, that's right. Not then someone, someone will bounce on it um, or they'll be left to their own devices and go elsewhere. And so I think that's mm -hmm. another reason why some of the content that Kayla provides really helps keep that top of mind presence there. Kayla, you can attest to that directly. How is that? If you had to take a guess, how much of your business would say, would you say, hey, look, I've been following you on social media for a little while and now I want to reach out? A lot of people think that what because you use social media, you're getting random people and you're having just only first time home buyers reach out just because mm -hmm. they're on social. But what people don't realize is that when you are putting content out there, people see you just because they're not liking it or commenting or sharing doesn't mean that they don't see you. So I've had a lot of people that I know through a friend or I've known just in passing from like volleyball or something recreational where they all say, I've been seeing your stuff and you're just remaining present, but also. To that extent is one of the biggest things that I've realized in the last year is the most simple information that I put out to a client. So let's say it's like, what do certain acronyms mean in mortgage? Because people don't know. Or what's earnest money? Just the simplest of reels that you put out there end up getting the most traction because I think loan officers think, oh, everybody knows this. But the truth is, is they don't. And no. so you're eating. And in fact, you guys, did you know that ChatGPT can take what you put in and make it a second grade level? I think more loan officers should be using that because they just assume people know. So yeah. that's my sense. I could do better than ChatGPT because pretty much everything I do is a first grade level. So ah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah, I mean, they really go hand in hand. And the need for differentiation is not only because you need to be that advisor to the client, but that's also going to get, just frankly, it's going to keep you going this business because pipelines are dwindled. And then that's fine. Mm -hmm. it's, we've all three of us have been in this for, for a long time. All right. And so th this downturn is different, but at the same time, the need to kind of quote unquote sharpen the saw, which I know that term gets beaten to death, but it really is accurate. The need now is greater than ever. And Brian, what are some of the key educational pieces that you're seeing out there that are real difference makers that you're seeing the most success with? Yeah, so I'll kind of reference folks that I'm closest to, which are folks that are using our product. But, mm -hmm. And so I'm watching all them carefully on their socials, and it's pretty cool to see what's engaging. And and I think Kayla nailed it. It's, it is literally taking what we all take for granted, terminology, acronyms, and creating, just creating content to, to explain it at a level that everybody will understand. And more importantly, put it in context for somebody that's contemplating entering the home buying and financing process, right? So yeah. it's really, it's not just simplifying the term, but putting it in, in, in the right context for where the, that consumer is kind of in their journey. And so I'm seeing a lot of people put their spin on Terminology Tuesday, Wisdom Wednesday, things like that. All good stuff. One of the things that, I, that I'm seeing a couple of people that I follow do, which is really cool, is they're taking kind of tough deals mm -hmm. and deconstructing them 
into a series of posts that help educate others that might be in the same position yep. on, mm-hmm. uh, and how to troubleshoot that before it becomes an issue. So mm-hmm. you know, that's take- actually, I'm sorry, Rod, I didn't mean to interrupt well, you. Please. I was going to say that's actually something that, so one of my previous guests, Jordan Nutter, she actually does that a lot with some trouble. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we're actually going to be record, be recording another episode with her later today. Oh. So, but yeah, that's a big thing because you can take something that goes sideways and say, Hey, look guys, even if your LO doesn't necessarily pick this up, you can even prevent it from happening to you. So if you've got, if you've got the, the general public and the originators all kind of getting the same, it's all about getting on the same page, right? all about the expectations. And so if we can get everybody with those same expectations, either directly or subconsciously, I think that's key, right? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing that I did. I got really active on mainly LinkedIn about a yeah. year ago. And I think everybody goes through this, right? It was like total anxiety every time I was getting ready to create content. I just learned what that really means. And someone just said, just talk about things you talk about every day on a sales call or on a, on a demo or on a presentation, the, the difference is you're just talking to your phone instead of to somebody else. And it, it wasn't until I, I took the advice I just gave, which was find those tough deals and then deconstruct them and talk about it, that I started to do that. I would take questions that I would get in demos, start writing them down and just create a 45 second video talking how I answered that question for somebody else and put it out there. Because if one person is asking a question, there's probably hundreds or thousands that have the same question. They just don't. Proactive Proactive with that. Some people, what I always say is I can't reach everybody, but I can try to put the information out there because hopefully someone sees it and whether they are working with me or someone else, that might prevent someone from, I did one on um, gifts who you can get acceptable gifts from. So as long as we can continually as a whole, as loan officers and loan advisors, continue to educate, just remember we're in this every day. They're not. And it's just the, it's that keeping that front of mind. Yeah, hundred percent. Brian, you and I both have got both retail and TPO experience. And so if you're, if we're talking about a B2B space and businesses educating other businesses, that's a little bit different dynamic, but it shares a lot of the same things. What are you seeing out there as far as the way that your wholesale, your correspondent folks that are going out there talking to banks, brokers, whatever the case may be, what is the what are the two or three main pieces of content you're seeing them be being brought to them to, to be successful? Yeah. So if I was back in my prior life running a, a TPO channel, I would be focused on having my team, my account executives, putting out content to their TPOs, their brokers, their mortgage bankers, their loan officers, but putting it out in a way that's it's consumer. This is the message that you should be giving to consumers, right? Yep. And then but kind of teaching them how to fish instead of giving them, giving them the fish you teach them how to fish. And so a, a parallel to that is I stood up, a, I've got a great group of industry experts who volunteered, or maybe I volunteered them that they were going to help me with this initiative. And we produced this weekly newsletter called FinTalk. What I've asked each contributor to do is to just give me one 300 word article a month that, is, that a loan officer literally could copy paste. And mm-hmm. it could be their content. This is all about not giving back and, and arming, helping our originators, mortgage advisors, loan officers be able to be, give them something that, that they can use in their local communities, yeah. their social channels to, to educate. So I think in the TPO or the B2B space, it's all about giving ideas, giving content, helping your business partner be 
be better suited to serve the end consumer. And in the retail space, it's been a long time since I was directly in the retail space. Like I would be super excited. As bad as this market is, I'd be like super stoked to be in this space because I would differentiate myself as that trusted expert. Um, And and I'm so encouraged. Like I'm 55, so I've been at it for quite a while. But I love the, the next generation leaders in our industry and what they're doing, not just in their communities, but what they're sharing on social. They're showing us all the blueprint, the playbook for future success. I'm pretty excited about our future with the the next generation leaders that we have uh, in this space. I agree with that completely, man. So you and I are pretty involved in the MBA. I, I just finished my CMB, so I'll be up in Philly right. doing that thing. Yeah, man. By the way, are, are you going to be up there? Yeah. Hey, yeah, I'll yeah, see it a couple of days then. But yeah, but what do you think the role of organizations like MBA or even AIM, whatever you want, whatever group you want, what do you think their role in educating the public really needs to be? Or should they be focusing more on empowering the LOs uh, and the originators to then in turn go to the public? Yeah, I've thought about this a ton over the years. And, and I know that these associations have also thought about how the they should face off against the consumer. And Kayla already nailed this one. You threw out two acronyms. Well, you said AIM, but that's really a four-letter acronym. And then MBA is a three-letter. Right. Let's face it. Consumers are not following it. They're not following the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. They're not following NAM. And so I, I don't think it's in the best interest of our industry or consumers for these associations to be consumer-facing. Mm. <laughs> I do, I do believe where they best serve us, especially today with all the challenges of the industry is being representing our collective interests and be our voice in DC, mm-hmm. which yep. they do, they do that every day. And was super excited to see a kind of stand up their political action committee and get in there and get involved. Of course, the NBA has been doing it for decades They're, They built a, a full conference agenda around around lobbying and getting on the hill. Mm-hmm. But I do think, I think they can help us all be better, better stewards of financial literacy and financial fitness to the end consumer by helping educate the folks that are going to face off with consumers. So I'd like to see them take a more active role on the education side in terms of helping us uh, have better access to, to content, information, knowledge that ultimately can get shared up the funnel with consumers, but I don't think they should get involved with the consumer directly. Yeah. So that's, I, I just keep hearing different conversations about it. So I was kind of curious as to what your take was going to be. So shifting gears a little bit back to what we were talking about before. I know I, I was a little bit of a, had, had a little bit of a squirrel moment there. Yeah. So, and Kayla can probably speak more more of this because she's definitely the content curator much more than me. And, but what do you see as the biggest hesitation, Brian, and people or companies in really investing in this ability to educate folks? What, what's the hesitation? Is it fear, lack of understanding? Is it uh, compliance? Is it all the above? Talk, talk to me about that. Yeah, I think there, I'll start at the company level. And then I think you guys would all agree from it. You, it's pretty intuitive. But if you look at mortgage companies on a continuum, mm-hmm. small mom and pop shop, all the way to or federally regulated financial institution over here. The further you get to the federally regulated financial institution, 
the more you're going to get controlled message, control the content. Here's what you can say, how you can say it. And I, I lived in this world for, I lived in that federal age, that regulated world for a long time. And then when you get all the way to the other end of the spectrum or continue, there's really, you could argue it's the wild west a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I forgot the question. The, no, I got it. I was going to say, I can tell it to you again. And I think that the, the pushback from the company side is really, are you representing my brand? Uh, so there's some concern there. Now there's some great platforms out there that help kind of manage and keep you within the guardrails, like Active Comply does a nice job on the social side. But I, I think that's a hesitancy clearly, but I do think a lot of large mortgage companies, banks and credit users understand that they have to play a role, that they have to be in that space. So they're going to figure that out of confidence. On the individual level of loan officers, I think the the hesitancy is around just the fear of looking dumb, right? Oh my God, I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, and, oh yeah. She, yeah. Kayla gets that all the time. All the time. I'm over yeah. that. Yeah. You never be over it. You just get over it. Guess yep. what? If you put something out there and you look down, big deal. Do another one tomorrow and you'll balance it out. It's all good. Yeah. I, I was there. I was, I first kind of started getting into this thing on LinkedIn. I overthought every yeah. brick and post and video. And I would, it would take me seven cuts to, to get the one that I was going to use. And I still didn't like it. Now yeah. I don't care. I'll just, I'll err, stutter, repeat yeah. myself. doesn't matter. You just get, you get the place. It makes yeah. you relatable. You're not perfect and people are human and that's how people connect is you might be more relatable if you flub up or mess up. Yeah. You think about it. If you're basing off, if you're face-to-face with a prospective home buyer, you don't get a tank too. <laughs> right. right. It is what it is. So might as well be the same way on, on social. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. So it's fine. I used to edit the hell out of this podcast uh, when I first started doing it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Screw this. If, I, if I've got some ums in there, I really don't care anymore. <laughs> I didn't let it either. I just let it rip. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've got my producer now. I actually told him, I was like, look, don't waste your time editing out every, forget it. This must keep it genuine. But you know what? To your point though, Brian, that and to Kayla is that makes you much more relatable yep. and doesn't feel like people don't want to be like, oh God, he says perfect on here, on there. And it's like, oh, I am. It gives them, gives them a little bit of the hesitancy to reach out. So, but the, people also will take video and we talked about this at SocialCon. They'll do these videos and it's not perfect. So then you want to know what they do is they have their phone full of reels and such help and they let it sit and they never, yeah. because perfection is paralyzing. And until you get over that, like you will never, ever be able to reach people if everything's perfect. Exactly right. And by the way, you'll never be able to do your day job because you'll be spending all of your time. Oh, sure. Right. And <laughs> look at Kaylee yesterday. She got knocked over by her dogs and went it went head over heels there. I had to bring that up. We you. did. You did. Brian, Brian, we had family photos yesterday, let me tell you. And we had four dogs and they were excited. And long story short, I ended up with my back on the ground, my feet in the air in a dress because my dogs got excited. But you want to know what though is nothing's perfect and yeah. you can let something ruin your day or you can use it as fuel. And I think I used it as fuel. We'll leave it there at that. There you go. Yeah, well, I that's going to be so cool in 30 years to want to look at that, though. It's going to be fun to look back. Oh, you know? She's yeah. like, there's no evidence of this. And I was oh, no. like, very good. Well, listen, so Brian, what else would you like to share with my listeners about what you've got going on or any topics that you feel are important for the industry or for the general public to know about regarding the mortgage market right now or anything like that? Well, I'm definitely not going to 
talk about the market because there's enough people that are much smarter yeah. than me talking about the market. I just, I would just, just to kind of reiterate what we've talked about is, and this is really what I believe. If you are in this business and want to be in this business for the foreseeable future, not just the next quarter, you have to do things differently and you have to be willing to, I, I'm a big believer that the winners, the next, the winners of the next decade are figuring out right now how to get to home buyers who will be buying homes five, six, seven, eight years from now. So if you don't have it part of your roadmap strategy to figure out how to engage much earlier, way up the funnel with younger people that are younger and that are financial lives, it's going to be very hard to win against the biggest multi-billion dollar marketing technology companies that are doing this every day. I'm in, I'm in Detroit, so I, you know, I won't name names. He did. So I think I'm a big believer in figuring out how to get up the funnel, how to embrace the long game, how to be a patient, uh, nurturer and educator. And if you do those things, guess what you're going to do? You're going to build trust. You're going to build relationships and you're going to build a book of relationships that will generate business for you for years to come. It just, it, it's a fact it's going to happen, but you have to do the work right now. Yeah. hundred percent, man. All right. Before you go, you're out there in Detroit. Are you a Lions guy? Man, this is, I'm, I'm hesitant. Yes. Yeah. Well, been, you see what's behind me over there. So yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Born and raised. This year's not my year. No, it's not. <laughs> this might be our year. I, it might be. It might be now. Yeah, it's the first time that Lions have been able to say that in a while. And you know what? Hey, as long as it's not the Vikings, I'm good with it. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, there you go. All right, Brian. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, learn more about you, what you do, or your company, where should they go? Well, I would say go to LinkedIn because I'm all over it. All over so, it. Yeah, man. That's too hard. Follow me there, locker.com. And uh, those are the two places I would go. Yeah. Very good. Perfect. Well, listen, Brian, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this information with us. I really appreciate it. And looking forward to seeing you in a few days, man. For sure. 100%. Thanks to both of you.